week 27 and a lesson from the mill. Like many of you, I relax at night binging on programs that can uh, keep me entertained. And I typically uh, gravitate toward shows that um, focus on people or companies or groups that are harvesting the land in some way or another. I like big machines that uh, cultivate and harvest fields. I, uh, I like uh, fishing, mining, timber work. All of those intrigue me. Something where uh, human beings are gleaning from the earth a product. Recently, I've been binging on a show about a small family-run lumber company in British Columbia that is in direct competition with a big conglomerate lumber companies of the world. And one thing they do uh, when they kind of run out of lumber uh, up on their field or the weather's bad is they go salvaging. They call it salvaging and they take a boat out. They have to haul the boat from their yard uh, down to those bodies of water. And then they go out and they search the rocky shorelines for logs that have washed up. And um, what's intriguing to me about that uh, process is that uh, it's relative to, um, of course, our Lord and our lives and as his disciples. And what I expect or see in that process when that time comes for us. And that is that these lumbermen, they will go and they take the time and trouble to go out boating and uh, literally filling their boat with $4,000 worth of gas alone. And they go and they, they look for these logs. And the only thing that they can really do is take a hatchet and chop. I mean, they're like this big around and chop into them and see what kind they are. They smell them. And then they say, hey, this is uh, what we want. This is redwood. And they tie a chain or rope around it. And they go to the big time hassle of dragging them across the rocks into the water, pull them across the, the uh, lake back to their dock where they've dragged them up, load them onto a big timber hauling uh, rig, take it to their mill, remove the logs from there and put them on a saw. And after all of this, the real value of each log is discovered. Until then, they only believe that it's a great blog. It looks good, but it really has to be tested by it being cut open. And uh, so in the end, we see that what is on the outside of each log, sometimes it's bark, sometimes it's uh, stripped of its bark. Usually that's the case by the elements, but it really doesn't indicate the value of the wood that they, uh, how much is usable and how good it is. It's only when the logs are placed on the saw and cut open that their value is determined. Sometimes this family goes to all the labor of doing the dragging and the pulling and the loading and the everything else to get it to the mill. They lay it on that, uh, on that, uh, saw table and they cut it open and the interior of it, the usable part of it is absolutely corrupt. It's full of dry rot. Uh, it's no use in any way, shape or form. The knots are too deep and invasive. Uh, whatever it might be, there's a problem with the wood and they end up getting pennies per pound for pulp 
They just pulp the thing, right? It's a loss, total waste of money. Sometimes they're surprised and they will do all the same labor and go through all the same process and they will strip the bark off that. They'll cut into the wood and they'll find out that it's pristine and it's extremely valuable, right? So of course, and to be right on the nose with the illustration, um, the same lessons are available to us when we look at life, that God wants us to bear fruit, that God examines the heart. And we have Jesus revealing this process when he comes across the fig tree that on the outside was beautiful, full of leaves, but it had no fruit. And he cursed it and it withered, became pulp, so to speak. Uh, his teachings about Jews being whited, Jewish leaders being, not Jews, Jewish leaders at the time being whited sepulchers, uh, looking beautiful on the outside, but being full of dead, dried bones and of uh, wheat and weeds being planted together and not until the day of the harvest for, to know which one was valuable and good. And so I want to reiterate something that's really, really important in terms of our principle uh, today, today, in this very day, in every human being's life, uh, we are preparing ourselves for a harvest. Uh, you individually, I don't believe the world is. I believe the world is what it is and that's it. But I believe for the past, uh, however long humankind has been on this earth, there God has been harvesting. Harvesting what? Souls. Why? Because that is what he gave man in his image life for, so that he could seek and find those who truly worship and love him from the heart. And so each of our lives, believer and not, we're going to be dragged from the shores of this earth and we're going to be pulled up into the heavenly realm. Our bark will be stripped off of us. It'll be laying in the grave and, 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 and just falling apart. And then we will be drawn up from this material existence and laid on the saw, so to speak, of God. And that, uh, that he will cut us open, not painfully, uh, but he will know. He will see right in and through each one of us. And it will be a revelation of sorts, of truth. It, it, it will be like it's a, he's an x-ray machine and he just looks right through you. He doesn't even have to cut you open. He knows the content. He knows exactly what thrives in there. And if it has remained pristine because of the uh, blood of his son shed, faith on him, love uh, extended, or if it is rotten to the core, I believe this world is roaming with people who externally are beautiful. Their bark is pristine. They give all the promise of having value. But when they are exposed to the examining light of God, they will be found wanting and will be, spiritually speaking, not physically or in hell or anything, pulverized and reduced and shown what they are. It will come through. Now, listen, before I knew Christ, I could be uh, laid out on that table and he would have cut me open and it would have been a nightmare. I think the angels would have ran for the hills at the sight of what was in me. And I think that's really what's inside of all of us without Christ. And so that's the picture and type. Prepare yourself for the harvest. Ask God to shine a light in your heart 
to reveal to you through his spirit and a study of the word, what's right, what's wrong. It might be some internal thing. It might be something external, something that you can't seem to overcome in your flesh. Turn to him. He will help you overcome all things. It is by faith that you please him. By faith, remember that. And it's an internal condition of the heart and mind. Our lives are often based on the bark, our exterior, our wealth, our looks, our physical condition. And, 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 uh, we make a huge deal out of that. That's okay. God seems to understand. You know, He gave us these physical bodies, but the focus for Christians is what's inside. And, uh, Here's why I'm sharing this message with you today and why it means so much to me, as redundant as it is. Uh, I live most of my life rotten to the core in, under the auspices of outwardly being righteous, good, and, and, and well. You know, there was none of this stuff in the bark of my flesh. There was none of this stuff or this stuff. I look like a good returned temple attending missionary, married with a family and man, everything looked right. And uh, had I been cut open and exposed uh, to the world, I would have been, spiritually speaking, full of dry rot and infestation. There was literally nothing good within my human condition and carnal, void of genuine light. And everything was pretense. Everything is what you saw and worldly, emotionally driven, by the way. And we'll talk about that sometime. Emotions are everything with humans and uh, violent and uh, sexualized and selfish and narcissistic. Had I been lifted off these rocky shores, uh, I would have been exposed and there would have been zero redeeming of me I, I, without Christ. And so I would suggest from my heart that anyone of this natural world who has not received Jesus into their hearts by faith stands to some extent or another, to some extent or another, uh, in these same shoes. And interestingly, in the show about this lumber company, there are times when they will cut a tree open and find part of it redeemable. They will cut a tree open and see 90% of the wood is good or 80 or 70 or 60 or 10, you know, and some they will find are not good at all. And I think that's the same way it will be with the human race. All of us, believer or not, will be judged according to the things we did. The scripture is evidence of that being the case. And, uh, and so those who are 90% good, good will be rewarded 90% and 80 and 70 and 60 on down to none. Uh, but the reality is the inspection will be upon what's inside and what motivated us to do what we did. Maybe that's the case with all human beings. God sees us all through a similar lens as these logs. The point I want to make is that I am a living witness to the fact that he can redeem what's bad. He can fix what's ruined and he can bring it around to be valuable in him. And that's why we try to push out into the world this ministry uh, that God has through his son reconciled the world to himself and that there is no punishment waiting and abiding because the punishment was poured out upon the nation of Israel. 
and that all souls will be dragged up and held accountable for what's inside, what they did, and what timber remains of their person that's valuable to him. Those who are revealed as entirely corrupt from the inside will be rewarded accordingly. On up to those who go up in 10, 20, 30, 40, 90, or 100%. I suggest that through Christ, all people are made 100% good in the eyes of God by faith. And then they are rewarded for the love they extended. Not punished, but rewarded. I don't care and love this world. I don't care to relating to it through your bark. I don't care at all what you are in your bark. Uh, Your external existence, ways, lifestyle, beliefs, choices, opinions, all irrelevant to me. Why? Because God so loved this world in its state that he gave his son to pay for the sin. That's the reconciliation. But that's not how we're judged. And so this ministry focuses on getting people who are part of it to prepare themselves for that judgment, which will be done in love, but which will be done fairly. And how to come to the place where we are more and more sanctified by the washing of his word, by the hearing of the principles that are biblically presented, and then choosing to receive the truth of him in the spirit and walk accordingly. So that's why we do what we do. It is to share that great news with the world. And we believe that when people discover that the sin has been taken care of, the world has been reconciled, and now they have the opportunity to become his sons and daughters. Those who seek will hear and embrace him. I wish you the best this week. Love you all.